Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Bill McCormick. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, Henry. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. You know, looking forward to this conversation. You know, if you're like me and most other small business owners, you're on LinkedIn, and it has certainly become the dominant online platform for making those B2B, those business-to-business connections and for online networking. But as to how to effectively use LinkedIn, uh, that LinkedIn platform to sell our products and services, that's where it can get confusing and frustrating, at least for me. I know I'm bombarded daily with sales pitches from people that I just connected with on LinkedIn. And for me, I ignore all of them. In fact, I'll, I'll disconnect with them if they're trying to do the hard sell after they've just connected with me. So how can we use LinkedIn effectively to help us grow our small business? Well, Bill McCormick is with me today to share his tips and techniques for what he calls social social selling through the power of LinkedIn. You want to receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, and also to schedule a free coaching consultation with me. You can either text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700, or just visit thehowabusiness.com. So Bill McCormick is the chief sales officer, LinkedIn sales trainer, and social selling trainer at Social Sales Link. Social Sales Link, at Social Sales Link, they help people convert connections to conversations, and we'll talk about that today through the power of LinkedIn. Bill discovered the power of LinkedIn and social selling when he and his wife started their advertising specialty company. After successfully and consistently bringing on new clients by leveraging LinkedIn to build those relationships and deliver value, he then decided to join Social Sales Link as their chief sales officer to teach others how to grow their businesses the way he grew theirs. Bill lives in the Albany, New York area, so once again, Bill McCormick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Henry. Like I said, glad to be here. Glad to talk about my favorite topic in the world, which is uh, two of them, LinkedIn and social selling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, Way back early in the show, I had a gentleman on who, who was a LinkedIn expert, but it's been a long time since we've done a deep dive on this topic on the show. So as I was so looking forward to have you. I'm just curious, how, how long have you been on LinkedIn? Uh, so my wife and I were, were just coming up like next week, it'll be uh, our eight year anniversary of starting our, our promotional products business. And um, my, my wife had worked for another gentleman and he passed away rather suddenly. And uh, over nine weeks, we went back and forth with this family about buying the business and it just wasn't to be. So we, we had ended up starting on our own mm. and we quickly discovered that LinkedIn was the place where we could actually connect with our clients and find the clients we wanted. So, so I, I'd say it's probably been eight years that I've been on LinkedIn, but seriously using it for business development um, is probably six years. Interesting. So do, do you still own the advertising specialty company with your wife or? Uh, my, my wife does. I'm listed on paper as the vice president, but uh, I, I work full time uh, with social sales link and uh, she, she does that part. Okay. That's what I thought. Wonderful. All right. Let's get right into it. I thought I'd start by, by having you define what you mean by social selling and then we'll go from there. Great. And, and, 
there's just as many definitions out there, I think, of social <laughs> selling as there are as there are people who are training it and teaching it. Our definition at Social Sales Link, we define social selling. It's about building relationships, providing real value and being a resource, understanding that the sales will come when the time is right. Uh, you know, all to me, all selling is social. You know, we, we, we can never forget that. But when I use the term social selling, what I'm talking about is using online platforms such as LinkedIn, that's my main one where I'm at all the time, to attract, teach, and engage our target audience so that we start more conversations. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's start to break that down. And that's, that leads to my next question, that turning those connections to conversations. By connections, I'm assuming you're making, you're, you're talking about those people that I am connecting with on LinkedIn, right? And then turning that into conversations. Is that where it begins? That, that is where, where it begins. And, you know, you, you kind of referenced it when you opened and talked about how many pitches you're getting on LinkedIn. We call it a connect and pitch. And what Bryn Tillman, my, our CEO, says, you know, a, a connect and pitch is a bait and switch. And what we have to do is realize that converting our connections to conversations is a long game process. And so many people today in the business world, in the sales world, they're looking for a plug and play option. They're looking for automation. They're looking for this idea that, that just like cold calling, that I can just go right into, into the pitch. I can go right into, into um, trying to convince you, Henry, to please buy my product or service. What we have to realize is we have to be authentically ourselves and make sure that we're providing value and building trust. You know, Bob Berg in, in the famous book, Endless Referrals, said the famous quote, all things being equal, people do business with people they what? They know, like, and trust. And what we want to do is we want to jump right to the trust part on LinkedIn, not realizing that, that when we're talking about social, when we're talking about online, it still takes a relationship to get there. So to convert our conversations, our, our connections to conversations, we, what we have to do is we have to treat the other person on the other side of the screen the same way we would treat them on the other side of the table or on the other side of the room. You know, LinkedIn is a, a, a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 day a year networking room. And we have to treat it that way. I, I think we've all been in networking situations, whether it's a, a BNI meeting or a chamber event and you're, you're talking to some people and that guy or that gal comes in, you know, the real aggressive sales type, <laughs> I call them the, I call them the, the, uh, the business card slinger, you know, and they come and they interrupt into a circle of people and they just sling their business cards at, at everyone. Hi, I'm, I help companies just like yours. And, and they just interrupt everything. And, and I can talk about that because I am one, I was one uh, before I was reformed. You know, I can remember being <laughs> at a meeting and doing that, but, and that's what people are trying to do with LinkedIn. Yeah, and uh, it's not, know, not just that they're, that they interrupt, but in those, in those in-person situations, but they want to immediately go for the close, right. which just doesn't work. Yeah, no, no, it, it doesn't, you know, they haven't earned the right. And that's, you know, one of the things is, is what we say all the time is, first of all, you have to earn the right to have a conversation. And how do you do that? Well, you have to get to know the person. You, you just can't, you just can't go right for the pitch, you know, and then you also have to master the ask offer ratio. And this is from Keenan's book, uh, Gap Selling. 
and he talks about the ask offer ratio for everything. We're asking them for their time, which in today's economy is one of the most valuable assets that we have. So what we give them in return has to be of greater value. And, and there's usually typically three responses to the ask offer ratio. And the first is that it's a bait and switch. You know, I don't know about you, but I've been a party to a number of different webinars where they have told me in the in the marketing material, they're going to teach me these three principles on something. Right. And it's a half hour webinar and I go and for 25 minutes, they pitch their product or service. And in the last five minutes, they give me those three points in rapid fire sequence. And I, I come away with this feeling like I've been used, you know, yeah. they haven't asked them, they haven't mastered the ask offer ratio. I didn't get my value from that. So that's the first response to the ask offer ratio. The second response is kind of meh. It's kind of neutral. It's I didn't, I didn't really learn anything, but it wasn't so much a waste of time. And, and that's not compelling. And that's really what we're going for. The third response to the ask offer ratio is we have to be compelling. We have to compel people to some kind of an action. And, and then we, and then we have to be a resource, you know, we have to resource people. And like, what I like to say is, you know, we all like to say that we want to help people, but how about we stop telling them that and we actually just we actually, go and help yeah. them. And you that know, it's you know, not just a thinly veiled, uh, you know, opportunity to, to go for the ask, you know, that you're not really sincerely wanting to add value. Exactly. You know, we have to be authentically just trying to help people. I, I think it was Michael Port who said, give away so much value that you think you gave too much and then give some more. Yeah, I love that. And 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 we live by that at Social Sales Link. You know, we've had other 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 LinkedIn trainers come and say to us, how do you do this? You give away more stuff than I charge for. And, and it's just you know, Bryn Tillman, who is our CEO, she's the LinkedIn whisperer. Everything I learned from Link, about LinkedIn, I learned from her. Uh, she actually was my, my mentor and trainer before I worked with her. And, you know, she has got this idea that we just need to give it away and, and then provide that kind of value so that people will continue to ask for more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. It's, it's, it just seems like it's becoming like there's times on LinkedIn when I feel like, okay, this platform is dead because it's just become a bunch of solicitations. It's gotten to a point now where even people are just blatant about it in the ask to connect. And I'm starting to ignore those connections because you're, you're telling me right off the bat, this is nothing but a sales pitch, even when you're asking to connect. So I'm rejecting a lot of those, but then immediately, and, and listen, I, I understand people are starting, starting to trying to sell just like I'm trying to sell and build a business. So how, give me some examples on how it's done right. You know, I've reached out to you, let's say, Bill, I've connected with you. What are some of the things that I can begin to do that develop trust with you that then allow me an opportunity to ask at a later point in time? Well, we, we have to start with the idea that, that the other person on the other side of the screen is a human being. They're not a, a number in our CRM. They're not a dollar amount that's part of our quota. They're, these are these are people. And, and, you know, a year ago as the pandemic just started, just before the pandemic, what we were seeing on LinkedIn was this kind of shift where people were sending connection requests with no personal note, mm -hmm. just asking to connect. And if you accepted that, 
then they pitched you. Right. Then, then the pandemic hit and people couldn't go pull doors. They couldn't cold call because people weren't in offices. And so they had to make this shift. And unfortunately, there are people that were selling automation on LinkedIn, which almost all of it violates LinkedIn's terms of use and can get your, your account shut down. And they started basically cold calling on LinkedIn. And right. here's the problem with that. When you cold call, you know, Henry, if you cold call me, I'm going to see a phone number. I might see your name, but I'm either not going to answer. If I answer, I'm going to hang up. If you send me a cold email, I might see your name in the email, but I'm just going to delete it. And then I'm moving on. On LinkedIn, when we're doing cold outreach and when we're cold, basically cold calling on LinkedIn, they see our picture, they see our name, they see our company name. It's much more personal. And so what we have to realize is it starts, first of all, with connecting authentically. So how do you do that? You don't connect with some, someone just because they're your ideal client, just because they check that box. You have to find a reason or for some context to, to connect. And you have to do it authentically. There are people that are teaching people to connect on LinkedIn by saying things like, um, you know, uh, hey, Henry, I love the work I see you're doing on the, the how of business. Let's connect. Yeah. And they haven't even looked at your profile. Yeah, they do. Or, or uh, uh, how, how is your business doing today? You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you don't know me. First of all, I would not tell you, Bill, because I don't know you. Right. But even to ask is so transparent what you're doing. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, or how about this one? This is the pickup line of LinkedIn. You know, this is the, <laughs> this is the, Hey, do you come here often of LinkedIn? Henry, I see we have some mutual connections in common. Let's connect. Let's connect. Yeah. It, you know, so none of those work. How about this is what you do. You visit the person's profile. You look through it. You look for some content that you can engage with. You look for some mutual experiences that you can discuss or talk about and guess what? If you can't find those things, don't connect with them. You can follow them and look for other avenues or ways to, to, to connect with them. And, so you and recommended that in that situation, it's a connection I don't have. I do not ask for the connection even at that point. Correct. Correct. Okay. Go, okay. go and engage with some of their content. People are creating more and more content on LinkedIn and they create it so that you can, so that people will engage on it and people yeah. will consume it. So, so do that. And what we know about the algorithm is that will actually put you kind of on their radar. So if you engage in their content, they'll, they, they'll be more apt to, to connect with you. Yeah. And That's then what I you think is the, is the simplest thing, but you're, what you're saying is that that would, would seem obvious, which is if I want to get to connect with Bill, I need to start, one of the things to do is to start engaging with his content, liking, commenting, sharing, all of those things. You're going to like that. It's going to maybe put me more on your radar. And then as over time, it might be better to wait to then ask to connect with you. Is that right? That, that, that's correct. And if your profile is positioned in the right way, if you engage on my content and I go look at your profile and, and, and it resonates with me, I'm probably going to send a connection request. Hey, Henry, thanks for engaging on my content. I mean, this just happened to me. Um, Carson Hetty, who is one of the, the, the pioneers of social selling, he's, a, he's a, a head of business with Microsoft. 
So he, um, he just interviewed me last Friday and we talked about authentic social selling and what it meant. And a number of people engaged on that content. I went and I looked at their profiles and said, hey, thanks for engaging in content. I took a look at your profile and you know, you're the kind of person I want as part of my network. Let's connect. Yeah. So that just flipped it, right? If, if, I, if I've been wanting to connect with you and instead you asked to connect with me that now you're no longer a cold contact right now that, that, that trust has been escalated. Um, all right. So let's shift for a moment to profiles and talk to me about what makes a good profile. Let's talk about some of those things. So first your profile is not about you. And, and unfortunately, you know, LinkedIn started out when it, when it started out, it was a really a recruiting site. Right. It, and, was, it and, was about putting my resume online. And, if you Exactly. Would. And so unfortunately, it still kind of defaults to that. And, and so what we say is stop, stop talking about you. What you want to do is, is transform your profile from a resume to a resource. You want to make it value centric and make it really about your ideal clients. And so there's, there's five things that your profile, actually all content on LinkedIn, but it starts with your profile. There's five things that, that it should do. First of all, it should resonate with your ideal clients. So it should be written with them in mind so that they read, they look at it, they realize he's talking to me. It should create curiosity. You know, um, we, we talk about, you ever see a dog when it hears a funny noise and it kind of tilts its head funny to the side, creating those kind of moments or what I call lean in moments where people lean in and say, Hmm, I never thought of it that way before, you know? And, and then what goes along with that is, is the third thing is teaching them something new. What do they not know about what it is you do? Not from a, a pitching perspective, but what can you teach them so that they come away going, wow, I never knew that before excuse me, this person know, really knows what they're talking about. So you teach them something new that the fourth thing is gets them thinking differently about their problem, whatever you help them with. And then the fifth thing is getting more raised hands, getting them to ask for more. So the way we do this is, first of all, your images need to be decent. So your background banner image, that's like a billboard. And so many people either have it blank or they have a, a nice picture of mountains or, you know, and what I say to them as a business owner is if a, if a billboard company came to you and said, we're going to give you a free billboard next to the busiest highway in your city or town, would you put a nice picture of mountains up there? No, you would brand it with your company. So, so have a branded background banner image, have a professional headshot. Don't have the picture of you at the wedding with your arm around three other people so they don't know who you are. Have a decent, have a decent headshot. LinkedIn's own stats say that that a, a profile that has a professional headshot will get 14 times more profile views than one without a professional headshot within the same industry. You know, so if you're in banking and you have a professional headshot and the banker down the road doesn't, it means you're going to get on average 14 times more profile view. So get a decent, get a decent headshot. I mean, you really can't, I mean, that is the impression exactly. that you're making, right? I mean, and people still as humans, we want to connect with another face and that's the thing we're looking at first, isn't it? Abs absolutely. And listen, if, if before COVID your hair was short like mine and now <laughs> you haven't been able to get a haircut and it's long, get a new profile picture. You, uh, you, know, you know, I was on a call with a guy a few weeks ago and 
he was all clean cut in a suit and tie and we're on the Zoom call and he's got his hair back in a ponytail with a full beard and mustache. And I said, dude, I didn't even know that was you. <laughs> I thought maybe I jumped into the wrong Zoom room. So, so have that. The, the next thing is, um, is your headline, which is the area underneath your name. And typically people have their, their position and the company they work at. Uh, account executive at ABC Corp. You have 220 characters with spaces to use here. What you want to do is make this descriptive. Who do you help? How do you help them? What are the results you bring and what it is you do? You know, so for example, for me, I am the, um, I'm the chief sales officer at, at Social Sales Link. That's not very descriptive. It really doesn't resonate. It doesn't cause any curiosity at all. But what I have now is authenticity over automation because I'm very big on authenticity, authenticity and I believe automation has nearly no place on LinkedIn. Uh, but then helping professionals, so who do I help? I help professionals turn their LinkedIn connections to conversations. So how do I help them? I help them turn their LinkedIn connections to conversations. Um, why? With, and, and I used to have there to have more sales conversations. So. Begin to think about who is it that you're helping? Who is it that you're going after? Who's your ideal client that's on LinkedIn? If it's, let's say it's CPAs, let's say you help CPAs with something. So helping accountants too, you know, make that more descriptive. So, because your, your headline follows you everywhere. So if, if you happen to make a comment on a post and someone hovers over your name, what pops up is your profile picture and your headline. I see. So, so, so that's a, a big, a big part. And then lastly, real quick, I'll just say your about section, which is the summary, mm -hmm. which people all talk about all of their awards that they've won. Nobody cares. Write about your clients, write about the challenges they face, teach them something, use it as a mini blog. So, and, and think of it this way, that if they never contact you again, they've learned something from you. Okay. So I wanted to come back to that. So I'm glad you clarified that uh, because the the points of the of the five points that teach them something, that get them to to think differently, uh, so it's, curiosity. It's, Am yep. I achieving those in a combination of the about, but also the content that I'm posting, either in articles or other posts? Is it all of that that's trying to achieve those five things? Yeah, yeah. You want to teach. You want to. It doesn't have to necessarily create all five or be part of all five with everything that you do. That could be a bit right, right. But but combine. In other words, yes. you're not expecting me to accomplish that just with the headline and the about. That's a key component of it and the banner. But it's everything that I'm doing on my LinkedIn profile that accomplishes these five things. Is that yeah, right? Okay. Absolutely. The content that you create or curate should always be with the idea of how am I going to teach and how am I going to provide value? Not how I'm going to pitch and how I'm going to sell because nobody cares about that. Remember, we haven't earned the right. And, and that's where people get social media marketing and social selling confused. You know, social media marketing is build it and they will come put, put this stuff out there and people will beat a, beat a path to your door and they will buy from you and buy from you and buy from you. And, and that could happen. Um, and that probably happens on LinkedIn for companies like Microsoft and companies like Nike and companies like um, Coca-Cola, you, you know, larger companies. But for, for you and I, for entrepreneurs, for small business owners, that's not going to work. What you have to do is teach and you have to create 
um, moments where you're providing value. You want to be seen as a thought leader. And what you want to do is establish credibility. You know, relationship is one thing to have with people, but when you have credibility, then you're seen as the person. So now when I, you know, for example, what happened to me was I was teaching LinkedIn on my own. I had some videos that I was doing. So I was living in the promotional products world. And I, I had a number of people in the promotional products world, as well as in a number of networking circles I was in to say, hey, we wanted you to teach us how to do LinkedIn. So I kind of dipped my foot in the water. Well, 30% of our, our promotional products business was in Bermuda. And I was down there and talking to one of our clients, which was who was a bank who knew I also did LinkedIn training. And they said to me, can you help us with LinkedIn training for our sales team? Now, up to then, I had only been doing videos and had only been working with, with individuals. So like any good salesperson, I said, sure, I can, even though I had no clue how I was going to do it. But when I got home, I remembered Bryn Tillman had the credibility. She, I, she was the person who I knew. So I reached out to Bryn and said, you know, can you help me? And, and that's how kind of how we how we join forces. So you want to be seen as the credible person. So when somebody has that question, remember, you know, the fifth thing we talked about was asking for getting them to ask for more, getting to more raised hands. Right. You want to be the person that they're coming to and that they're looking for. Okay. All right. All great stuff. Very actionable stuff. I appreciate that. You know, something I just noticed, I hadn't been to my profile, I don't know, maybe in a month at the at the least. And it looks like they've changed now. Uh, because I used to have a, a headline. Now it seems like it defaults the most recent experience to be at the top, uh, almost like the headline, right? So I used to have something there and now it seems like it defaults the last mm. position there. So something has changed recently in the way their profile works. Well, so you have to change that. Yeah, so, no, I had, I had yeah. it changed and it seems like it's now it's defaulted. So anyway. Yeah. Gotta... Yeah. So as I look at it, what you may have done is, is you change your experience section, mm -hmm. which changed the, which changed the company in that top yeah. area. And that yeah. changed your, and that's what changed your headline. Yeah. 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 I mean, it goes to show how, because we don't often land on our profile, on our own profile, you don't, you know, I don't check it as often as I should be checking it. You know, I'm on the feed on the homepage, but I'm not looking at my profile often enough, I think. Right, right. And, catch and, what, those things. and what I would encourage you and, and, and all the listeners do is, is look at your profile and try to look at it from a client facing perspective or ask one of your clients, hey, take a look at my profile and let me know you know, what your impression. Yeah. What does it say it? to you? What, exactly. what does it, what does it exactly. call you to do if anything? Exactly. Wonderful. Okay. Good, good stuff. Um, let me kind of take a right turn a little bit. What, what types of businesses, what types of, uh, yeah, businesses do you think LinkedIn is the best fit for? If that's a question that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, anyone that works that that's working with in B2B sales and, and, is, and is in a B2B space, LinkedIn is, is really great for because almost all businesses nowadays are, are on LinkedIn, but the, and, and people always look at it from a sales perspective. Well, my ideal clients are, aren't, aren't on LinkedIn. Okay. That's all right. But it's also a great referral site. Right. And, and you know, like I said before, it is a networking room that's open all the time and 
you know, we've all been to networking meetings. You know, I, I'm a, a former BNI member and have had a number of one-to-ones or some other people might just call, for, call it coffee catch-ups or networking coffees, you know, and you go and you sit with someone else in your networking circle. And, you know, I tell you about my business and you tell me about your business and we develop some trust. And then I tell you who my ideal clients are and you tell me who your ideal clients are. And we separate with this idea like, okay, so Henry, if you know anyone that needs LinkedIn training, you know, send them my way. And you say, yeah, Bill, if you know anyone that needs business coaching, you send them my way. And we part ways and, and we got to know each other. It was a nice little time, but there's no, there's nothing actionable that comes from it. Right. So with LinkedIn, what, what it allows you to do is to, is to get introductions. You know, what I say is who knows who you want to know? So in the same vein, like say I'm trying to, to get in front of, um, of CPAs, like that's my ideal client. Before you and I meet for our coffee meeting or our one-to-one, and if we're connected on LinkedIn, I can actually go in and search your connections and I can put in the title, one of the search filters in the free version of LinkedIn, CPA or accountant, and come up with a list of all the CPA and accountants that you're connected to on LinkedIn. And I can bring those names to a, to a meeting. Or if we're on a Zoom call, I can share my screen and bring them up and go through them and ask you, hey, who do you think it makes, it makes sense for me to contact about what I do? And actually get a list from you of people that you either know real well that you can make an introduction for, or people that I can just drop your name to say, uh, hey, George, Henry and I were talking and your name came up and he thought it would be a good idea for us to connect. Um, take a look at my profile. And if you think that's a good idea, let's connect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now you could do the same thing with my profile. So now when we separate in that hour, we're coming away with maybe five, you know, maybe we started with 10 names, but we've got three to five that we're actually going to have introductions for. Yeah. And yeah. that's the power of LinkedIn is that second degree connection. You know, the, think of the old Rolodexes that people used to have on, our de- on their desks all the time. And, um, you know, that's it. Bryn was thinking one day she, she saw the, the Rolodex on one of her clients. She thought, and this is back in the, in the, the 80s, <laughs> and she thought, if I could just go through his Rolodex and find my ideal clients and ask him to introduce me to them, that would be gold. But that wasn't politically correct back in the 80s. Right. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is that Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's, up, it's out there now in the public for 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 consumption and for for the right usage. I think also going back to the point, you know, I had not made the connection that COVID is what has driven all of this uh, aggressive, like you said, cold calling on the platform. But it's such a great tool to use all now that we can go back or beginning to go back to face to face to immediately then when I make those new connections in person to connect with them on LinkedIn. That seems like a, a solid strategy to me. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, a- absolutely. So I would tell all, all of your listeners, first of all, start with your clients, connect with your clients, because now, especially a happy client, now you can, you can go through, we call it mining their connections. You can go search their connections for people in similar positions that they know and ask them to make a referral or get the permission to say, hey, Henry, we do business with George 
And he, he thought it would be a good idea for me to reach out and connect with you. So connect with your clients, always connect with your referral partners. If you're in a BNI group or you're in a chamber of commerce and you're in a referral group there, go through the list and make sure you connect with every one of them on LinkedIn and any meetings that you have with people that you're not connected with. You know, one of the things on the mobile app is there's actually a QR code for your profile that they can scan but you know connect with them right when you're there at the meeting and uh the, that's a great source and you have a reason to connect with them because you're right. meeting with them absolutely yeah all right share with me a little bit more about the type of content that i should be sharing and posting on linkedin on a regular basis obviously it ties back to the, the five things but what types of content have you found are most effective so what you want to do is you want to teach people about what it, the the problems that you solve, you know, the pain points you want to, you want to provide education, what we call vendor agnostic value. So, or vendor agnostic insights, which means it's not coming from your company. It doesn't say XYZ corporation says it's government stats. Like, you know, according to the SBA, mm. 85% of small business owners haven't, haven't uh, planned for retirement, you know, things of that nature. And then you want to build on it and show your expertise. You know, again, you're not pitching, you're just showing that you know, and that there's a number of different ways to do it. You can curate content, right? Which means you go out and you find content that someone else has created. And then you use that like a blog post or um, a, another, an article from an online magazine. And you put the link in there, always give credit to the, to the author, tag the, the company or the, um, or the, the online magazine. They're going to love that, mm -hmm. but make sure you always put your own thoughts, grab a quote from the article and, and, and then ask a question, right? Because what you want to do is you want to create engagement. Mm -hmm. So if you just kind of put some stuff out there for people to look at, okay, that's great. But when you're asking a question, then it, it engages them. And, and here's something, once you post it on your newsfeed, you can go up to the little ellipsis in the upper right-hand corner, the three dots. And if you click the drop-down, there's a copy link to post. So you can copy the link for that post and you can send it to people you're already connected with. So if you wrote a, a really great piece about how, you know, um, the three top things that every CPA needs to consider before doing X, Y, Z, and you have a number of CPAs you're connected with, you can send that to them. Hey, just did this post on, on LinkedIn. Um, and thought you would appreciate it. And you can send it right to them, right in the messaging box on LinkedIn. So I, I click on the copy link to post and then individually with those people, I will message them a quick message along with the link. Correct, correct. And, and you can't do this in bulk and we don't want you to do it in no, bulk. Yeah, yeah. We want you to do it individually. And, and what we find is that content gets engaged with much more um, frequently. You can create a poll, which is something new LinkedIn's had out for about nine or nine months or so. Um, so you can do a poll that kind of points to a solution. You know, I just recently did a poll about LinkedIn came out with some sales stats uh, about, um, about training initiatives around automation. And so I did a, I did a poll and I asked my sales leaders that I'm connected with, you know, what are your sales training focuses for the remainder of 2021? And the four options were automation, automated technology, prospecting, soft skills, and, and other. Um, Henry, can you guess which one was the number one vote getter? Give me the it, list again. Automated technology, prospecting, soft skills, or other. 
prospecting. I'm going to absolutely by by more than two to one. Um, so so I did that, and then I created an ebook around the around the uh, um I see. around the uh, results. So you used it to gather feedback on what people were really interested in, right? And now you're giving them more of that. Now I'm giving them more value, and now I'm going to go back to the ones with prospecting and ask for a further conversation to understand what they're. The, the struggles they're facing around prospecting. Mm-hmm. And I'll look for an opportunity to talk about how LinkedIn can help in prospecting with warm market prospecting, which is what I just took you through in terms of mining other people's connections. And so that, that's the kind of thing you want to do is you want to lead people along. You know, we all, so often as salespeople, we lead with our solution. You know, we believe that we have the best product and we have the best solution and we should believe that. But when we lead with that, we sound like the adults in a Charlie Brown cartoon, you know, wah, 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 wah. It's white noise because everybody does it. So instead, what we want to do is we want to lead to our solution. You know, we want to get those raised hands of people going, ah, okay, I get it. You know, so so there's curating content, there's creating your own content. And and for salespeople and small business owners, like I, I don't have time for that. I don't know what to what to what kind of content to create. What you need to do is capture your genius. You're answering questions that people want the want to know the answers to every day in emails, in client objections, in struggles and problems that your clients are having. So if you go back through your emails. Or if you're able to record your Zoom calls with your clients, or just keep a journal next to you. I have a I have a, a journal next to me. And when I say something, when I answer a question, I'm like, wow, that was genius in my brain. I write it down. Mm-hmm. And that then becomes a source for my content that I'm going to create. Yeah, I love that. All right, great. Br- brilliant stuff. Let, let me ask you this question as we start to wrap it up. What, what's one thing that I've been listening to this, that I could go do after listening to this episode to improve my just overall presence on, on LinkedIn. I'd really say optimize your profile. Start there because it's the foundation of everything you do. Like I say, all roads lead back to your profile. When you comment on a post, your profile shows up there. People will go back and look at it. So make sure you optimize it. Make sure you create it. You create that resource rather than than a resume. And uh, we've actually got some free resources on our website that folks can they can can get. There's actually a a um, a profile optimization checklist that that folks can get. Yeah. So tell me tell me more. Tell us tell us the the summary of the services and the resources that Social Sales Link offers. Sure. So we, we work with individuals and we work with corporate sales teams. So for individuals, we uh, if they go to socialsaleslink.com slash store, we have a free level of mem- membership called Silver, which allows access to our free content library, which has the optim- profile optimization checklist, as well as a number of other free resources, past webinars we've done, um, past um Master classes that we've done. We just did a master class last month with Keenan from Gap Selling. Uh, we in next month we have Jen Gittimer, Jeffrey Gittimer's uh, wife, on. So we do a number of sales trainers, and uh, so they can do that with Silver. And then we have some paid membership Gold, which is a monthly coaching. You have eight opportunities to get coaching in a public setting. 
uh, with everyone else. And then a platinum, which is the coaching plus some e-learning. And then we work with corporate sales teams. We do um, customized training for a sales team of 10 reps or more. And uh, they can just reach out for me directly for more information on that. That's to, to help them use LinkedIn in their sales process. Yeah, we, we focus on basically the five pillars of social selling, which is uh, profile optimization, social listening, creating curating, creating, and engaging on content the right way, nurturing your network, and then warm market prospecting. Great stuff. All right. I know you're a big reader. So is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend? Uh, absolutely. Uh, my friend Larry Levine wrote a great book called Selling from the Heart, which is all about instilling authenticity back into the into the sales profession. He also has a a podcast by the same name, I would encourage everyone that's in sales at all. And if you're a business owner, you're in sales to, to read that book. Wonderful recommendation. I think that, you know, that whole topic as it relates to small business owners, what I hear all the time and you do as well, is that a lot of small business owners will say, I, I, I don't do sales. I don't like sales. I'm afraid of sales. But when you do sales the right way, it's very different than the connotation that people have of the hard pressure sales. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, there's a difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. Mm, I love that. All right, let's close it by what's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation we had about social selling on LinkedIn? I would say when you're reaching out to people, on social, remember that they're a person, that there's a person on the other side of the screen and treat them that way. And where do you want us to go online to find out more? Um, they can go to socialsaleslink.com and uh, our full, the, all of our information is there. And also you can look for me on LinkedIn, Bill McCormick. And uh, there's a number of Bill McCormick's there. So just put social sales link in and, and I should come right up. And, and please send me a personal note telling that you heard me um, here on the how of business. So I know how you found me. Wonderful. Bill, great conversation. A lot of very actionable tips and techniques, which is what we go for here on this show. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Thanks for having me, Henry. It was a blast. This is Henry Lopez. And thanks for joining me on this episode of the how of business. My guest today again was Bill McCormick. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.